This is a short episode in which I want to take a slight detour, although I hope that when you listen to it, you'll see that it's very very much uh, central to our general theme, to look at cases where students express real reluctance to engage in any kind of educational endeavour at all. Uh, let's suppose, for example, that we are talking about a school from a very socio-economically deprived area with cyclical deprivation in which there is no realistic prospect of very uh, worthwhile in the sense of interesting work, uh, if any work at all, uh, and that the children know this and accordingly think that education is a waste of time. The problem, or at least part of the problem in such a circumstance, is that teachers are saddled, and I use the word advisedly, with a pre-cooked curriculum that has been designed in a Ministry of Education according to criteria determined by what a government thinks its children and young people need to learn. The disconnection between such a curriculum and the life situation of those pupils puts the teacher in an almost impossible position. The first thing the teacher needs, therefore, to be given is permission to put the national curriculum and all its detail on one side and engage the kids themselves in a process of determining what they might be interested in, not as a whole, perhaps individually, and with all sorts of uh, ifs and buts and caveats about what's possible and what can be done. But if you don't engage them, if you don't, as you might say to use a a time-worn phrase, begin where they are, then you might as well not begin at all. Anyone who has ever tried to teach a class of reluctant children something they don't want to know without ever managing to make the personal connection with them that is the basis of all good learning and all good relationships between teachers and students Anyone who has ever done that will recognise that you are on a hiding to nothing before you start. Add in all the very unfortunate consequences of social dislocation and deprivation and think about the backgrounds that some such children come from and the homes that they live in and the circumstances in which they live and this all becomes problematic to an extraordinary degree. But it isn't helped, as I say, by the presence of this monolithic, uh, abstract national curriculum that dictates what they are supposed to know. So, schools need to be given their independence in a small-i sense, and the heads of those schools need to be given permission to deviate from and indeed to abandon national standards as and when it seems appropriate. And if we don't entrust such decision-making to our heads of school and their staff, then probably we shouldn't be employing them at all. If they're not capable of discharging such responsibilities properly and appropriately, why are they there?
But this, of course, does become a matter of trust and the relationship between government, very often running ministries of education with people who know precious little about education and precious little about schools and nothing at all about teaching, those circumstances indicate that unless government has the humility to delegate responsibility for the local determination of appropriate standards and appropriate kinds of learning, nothing will ever change. So the self-set standards that we talked about for individuals, the ones that allow them, when they become mature enough, to make decisions about the trajectory of their own education, their own learning, their own lives, that self-set standard package needs to be given to schools as well. And heads and their staff need to be given the freedom to determine what they think their children, the children entrusted to them by society and by their parents, could and should most profitably do. And immediately, let's add the vital caveat that any school that attempts to fulfil that task without engaging the children, young people themselves in the discussion of that trajectory hasn't got a hope of succeeding. So, this short five minute or so deviation is really to say that the predetermination of the content of education by governments, by ministries of education, by secretaries of state are part of the problem, not part of the solution. They are making sense of the world in accordance, in accordance with a preconceived notion of what young people need and where they are and how they will navigate their way through their lives. And it is only the people on the ground, in the schools, in the colleges, in the universities, who are really in a position to negotiate those trajectories in conjunction with the people whose benefit they are intended to serve.